Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Do you ever know somebody or a group that is just meant to be a team? Meant to be a duo? That is Mooch and Mel, the two lovely ladies that I spoke to on today's episode. Mooch and Mel are the co-founders of MOVE, their coaching program that teaches women how to take ownership over their health, their minds, their bodies, and their bellies in a way that is actually healthy, not any of the flu-flu fake health that we see in so much of the world today. We talk about vulnerability. We talk accountability, authenticity. I share firsthand my experience that I had in their MOVE program and wisdom and light and laughter and fun and everything that comes with two people who just mesh so perfectly together. They they needed to be talked to as a team and that's what we do here. So stay tuned and get ready to MOVE. Well, hello, hello. I love, I've done one episode where I've had two guests and they were amazing. And the two guests that I have today are quite the duo that I'm so excited to talk with more. And they are Mooch and Mel. And I will let them take the reins and go right ahead and introduce themselves. Mel, Mooch, you go first. Yeah, I would say, who gets to go first? Well, it is an honor, Megan. Thank you so much for having us. Um, I'm Mooch. I am the co-founder and co-CEO of Move with Mooch and Mel. Um, Dead giveaway probably there, (laughs) but I am Mooch. Um, I am based out of Boston, like Melissa. Um, I specialize in fitness, nutrition, all things puppies, um, and I'm just, I'm so happy to be here. And I am Mel. I am the other half of Move with Mooch and Mel. Um, and just really excited. Yeah, really excited to be here. Mooch and I, you'll hear we combined kind of our niches. Um, and what we do is we support women in mind, body, and belly transformation um, in our coaching programs. And But really just have a shared passion for empowering other people and sharing knowledge. So, Megan, thanks for helping us do that. Absolutely. I can attest to having just gone through their coaching program the amazing power that comes from what the two of them are doing and can definitely say that majorly transformed my life in ways that I didn't expect or didn't actually intend when going into the move program to get out of it. And it's just funny how the world works that way and life works that way and how that happens. Love that so much. Sometimes we don't even know what we need, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I am, it's, I was so excited to talk to both of you today. This was set, but I had listened earlier this week to Melissa's podcast on grief, guts, and green smoothies, which I have to say very slowly. Yeah. Otherwise, I tangle my words. And it was an interview that you did with Mooch talking all about signs and sharing that together. Mm-hmm. And I will have you know that 
by the fate of how this goes, your episode is going to be an even number. Yay! Yeah, goodness. totally, totally <laughs> by no no chance. It just or it just fell that way. Um, but in there, you both describe a little bit about how you founded Move, and I love this story. Will you guys share that with us? Sure. Um, Mooch, you want to start? Yeah, I think it's always funny. You know, we it's one of our favorite stories to tell, and I think both of us have like different sides of the story because yeah. it was. Um, how Melissa and I met, um, and Melissa had come to, um, one of my fitness classes in the city with her very hungover brother. It was kind of like a delayed birthday present. Um, and so they both came over to the studio and I think I want to say he lasted about, I don't know. We always like play around with the numbers, but I'm pretty sure it was six or seven minutes in my class before he started puking. Um, which is how we got kind of our hashtag built our business on puke. Um, Are there any other people that use that hashtag? Like I can't imagine that (laughs) there's anybody else that has hit that one yet. If there is, we need to know. Yeah. I want to know. Other businesses are together then. Right. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, after all that happened, you know, after class, I had been talking to Melissa um, just to make sure like, a, I thought it was her boyfriend, not her brother. So I was like, hey, is your is your boyfriend okay? Like, was he sick or whatever? And she was like, well, first of all, it's my brother. And second of all, no, he's just violently hungover. So um, it ended up working out. And honestly, it was like, um, you know, if you listen to our podcast together, it it was just kind of like this instant, um, I don't know, it was like the universe wanted us to meet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was just this like, you know, we say all the time, like we believe in like energy and it's like, it's, it's a thing, right. It's like, we believe in it, like energy is a thing, Mm -hmm. right. And you can feel it. And, um, it was just like a really strong kind of energetic connection right away. And I was in a time when I wanted to learn a little bit more about, you know, um, about how to make the shift in a career. Um, Mm -hmm. this is when you and I, so I had, blindly without even really knowing much about Angie joined um, Angie Lee's mastermind and it had been about a year prior where I started doing like gut health workshops and was like doing them in the church basement for free like all these things and joined Angie's it was just this like bizarre timing Um, and then to have Mooch just like kind of like literally my brother I'd never been to her class my brother puked and that was how we met um, and she had already made the transition. I kind of seen how she had done that, um, transitioned out of a corporate job into something else. So I wanted to learn more from her. And when we sat down to talk about it, it was like, we realized we had so many of the same visions and passions and just the way that we wanted to work and the way that we wanted to spend our time in like this world. And, um, yeah, it just kind of went from there. Yeah, and I think it's, oh, oh, sorry, no, go ahead, go ahead. I just think it's funny, too, like, our personalities are so much, um, they're just very similar that, you know, we met in January, it was like the end of January, we didn't really start connecting, or, you know, I probably started, like, following her on Instagram, but other than that, like, we didn't have any conversations again until April, Um, and come May, we had 
built out this program and we started June 1st. So it was like very much so our personalities aligned as well. And the fact that like we had these ideas and we just like put it to action. So it was another little like alignment um, thing that made all of this possible. So, yeah, the rarity of that is it's so uncommon to just meet somebody and just entrust that we're going to, I don't know Mm -hmm. this person, we're going to start a business. And you do talk a lot about signs and just kind of, again, going back to that episode, how do you know to trust that? How did you guys know to trust that instinct or that sign when most of the time, most of us would be like, that's crazy. I don't know this lady. We can't start a business together. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just, there's never any guarantee. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things like people have to detach, like you got to detach from needing a guarantee or like knowing how something's going to turn out and tune more into what's in alignment with where you're at. um, What feels right, where there's resistance. I think too often, not only do people ignore signs and intuition of like maybe where they could go but I think that they really ignore kind of signs and feedback of where they shouldn't go like where there's resistance where they're forcing things and so I think for me I'm curious to hear Mooch's answer but for me I I just never really felt um, resistance And that's, that's amazing. That's, that's just incredible to have that, that connection and just that deep knowing of this is what I need to do. Yeah. And so I would say I never really felt resistance and everything also just kind of flowed. Like it wasn't cumbersome. It wasn't, um, you know, labor intensive. Like it just kind of flowed. Like even the first time that we um, sat and kind of scoped out our vision and our plan. Like it just, we had an entire course built out. And the course. Yeah, I think. Oh, go ahead. I think like just kind of like listening to how Melissa's wording it almost because we've, we've honestly never been asked that question. Like we kind of just tell people like it was that instinct, like it was our gut and we just kind of went with it. And we've never really been asked, you know, like, well, how do you trust that? Um, and I think it, that's spot on. Like, there's some instincts that you're like more resistant to. And I don't know if you've ever had like a situation where you're like, Hmm, yeah, I'm not sure this is like totally in alignment. Um, but yeah, I think we were like, I felt like it was like 99%. I was like, there's really not any questions in my mind. Um, so yeah, I think like listening to resistance and then like, you know, almost like asking yourself like, Hey, where's that resistance coming from? Is it, you know, something that you can work with or something that you would actually be working against. So I don't know. It's a good question, Megan. Your, the foundation of move you said was mind, body, and bellies. Where do those three things come from? Like what are each of your whys that you, the two of you brought that together to say, this is what we want to focus on. This is our niche. Mm, Such a good question. We came up with the pillars because It was, you know, ways that we could both bring, I guess, our zones of genius, right? Something that we talk a lot about. Um, And we both have like a passion for all three, right? Mind, body, and belly. And understanding the way that they connect. Um, 
but I was doing life coaching work and um, really excited to create mindset content. And Mooch had been in fitness, personal training in many capacities. Um, I don't know. Do you want to, I mean, you have a whole history with two of the, the physical, you know, fitness and. Yeah, I think um, kind of going back to like our whys and why we even kind of went down this path. And I, I mean, we count our lucky stars all the time because honestly um, it wouldn't be what it is right now if we didn't have these whys. So just as a little background, um, my dad was diagnosed with ALS when I was nine and ALS is, um, it's often called Lou Gehrig's disease as well. Um, but it basically robs you of everything but your mind. Um, so my dad was a um, professional power lifter. He played football in college. So you can imagine like this really strong guy owned his own construction company. So just this like really strong willed human being and was diagnosed with ALS. So started to um, lose all functioning of his muscles. And as a kid growing up, I mean, I was nine when he was diagnosed. So the majority of my life, the majority of the time that I had with him, um, it was watching him basically deteriorate. So I got really, really honed in on this whole idea of like anatomy and, and um, the human body and just like why it works the way it works. Um, so I was a pretty competitive athlete, um, went to Bucknell to run track. So just had always been involved in some type of sport and, um, you know, competition in that capacity. But I think you know, when I think about what we created with move and this whole like mind, body, belly really resonated with how I grew up and kind of my background and my why. So, yeah. And then, you know, the gut health portion lead in my daughter, um, for those listening who don't know my story, I lost my daughter to neck, which is necrotizing endocolitis, which is, um, a fancy way of saying sick intestines. And I didn't even know what gut health was. And so um, for me, you know, literally watching Layden deteriorate because of her, her gut, her intestines died on her Um, and her heart was fine. Her brain was fine. Her spirit was there. Like everything was there and literally watching her, you know, fight for her life and lose her life because of sick intestines. I was like, I hated gut health at first. And then when I started studying it, it actually had such a strong connection to my emotional state. Um, I was able to come off of all medications, anxiety meds, and I had a really sick gut and just didn't know it. And all those symptoms went away. So um, when we talk about belly, we're not, you know, we coach against, um, you know, counting fads and calories and fat and macros and all of these things and keto and all these things and really just getting back to basics like like Mooch said like understanding the body right Um, understanding our bellies and how it works and then bringing that same thing to the mindset content too like understanding ourselves our minds like bringing awareness instead of just going through our days without thinking about like is this even in alignment with who I am and what I value the appreciation that I have for you guys for talking about health in a way that we actually should be talking about it instead of a fad or a detox or this quick fix is so powerful. 
the yeah. me- th- that that's it. Like that's the basis of what we all should be focusing on. And somewhere along the way, it got so lost and washed in commercialized health and fitness. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, Megan, like I think back and I know Melissa and I have spoken about this at length, like if I had an opportunity to join a program like this years ago, like this is why it's created is because we were those two girls that would spend hours at the gym, would eat nothing, then would overeat. And it's just like all of these things that, and all these quick fixes that we've tried. Sure. They work for a day or two. So you can, you know, drop like three pounds of water weight and look at a scale and be like, okay, now I'm ready to be in a bathing suit. Like it's, it's so, um, I don't even know the right word. It's, it's like frustrating to um, be in a, in a place like that and feel like you're so stuck, um, which is why we created this program. Mm. So, and I very much appreciate both of yours vulnerability. That is the foundation of why I created this podcast is realizing that for so long I held in a space where I didn't want to share anything that was vulnerable because one, it's uncomfortable Two, you're ashamed or embarrassed. And so both of you to be very open about thing tragedies that are not fun to talk about, but to let people in and to share that. And then the most powerful thing is to turn that around and use something that for both of you could and very well is able to be destroying your life to make positives out of that. Yeah. I mean, thank you. Um, I'm glad that resonates with you. And I think, you know, it's a position that neither of us would have ever chosen to be in. And we'd both give it back. We always kid. We're like, yeah, I'm sorry. But like, <laughs> I love you, but I would definitely trade you. Peace yeah. out. You're gone. Like, I can- But yeah. then you think about like all of these women that we're helping. And yeah. I mean, hundreds, if not thousands right yeah. now that we're currently, you know, sharing with and able to support. And so that right there is like, you know, we're like, okay, like we got it. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it like almost a no brainer, you know? Does it ever get uncomfortable or maybe not uncomfortable, but do you ever kind of get to a point where it's like, I don't want to talk about my loss anymore. I don't want to talk about our whys of why we're doing this. Like, does it get to a point where you just want to shut off and leave that alone? Yeah, I definitely, I, it's not that I ever don't want to talk about it with other people when they ask. I think there are times where I'm like, there are definitely days where I'm like, I need this to be light. You know, um, there are times that are hard where I'm like, I need, I need to kind of like take my mind off of this today, or I need to build in and, and that's like kind of, I think, where we talk about self-care is just being okay with that. Like, I think it's okay. Like, if there are times when, like, I need to not sit, you know, I feel like you can only, everyone has a certain capacity to sit in heavy and we got to honor that capacity. I don't know if that I'm articulating that well, but um, I think there are definitely times where moments, right? But then when it's your truth and when it's my story it's not like I want to abandon it forever I might just sometimes need to like invite in a little bit of lightness a little bit of play reprieve it's like an off day from physically working out mm-hmm. does that make sense did I explain that well mm-hmm. okay I think so 
I I think that made perfect sense in the explanation of that. And I think then, like Mooch said earlier, coming back to knowing that, yes, you would trade this in an instant, but look at the ripple effect that you are continuing to do. Like there is good that is coming from that space. Yeah. 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 And I'm just like a true believer in, um, and I don't know like how I started. I, I mean, this has been ingrained in me forever. Um, it's probably like shout out to my mom, but, um, I just feel like people are handed certain things and it's for some type of reason. So we were handed, um, some pretty unfortunate and difficult and challenging and scary situations. Mm-hmm. And maybe in that instance, we didn't really understand it. We couldn't really wrap our head around it, but now it's like starting to really like flourish. And I'm like, okay, maybe this was why. Mm-hmm. And this was, um, all that hurt and that pain and that, um, uncertainty and late nights, early mornings, whatever, maybe all the uncomfortable, like maybe this is why. So kind of comes full circle. Mm -hmm. And I know that you guys talk a lot about it, not only in your program itself, not only in the move program, but on your social media and in your messages to everybody, we can choose to play that victim role. You can choose to sit in a negative vibe space or a high vibe space and that you, you're the only one that gets to decide that. Yeah. No, I mean, I love just kind of like stepping back and stepping out of the place of this is happening to me and stepping into this is happening for me. Right. Because like we're here and everything we're experiencing, even the pain, like there's so much beauty in our experiences. Like we're on this world to like learn and evolve and grow and, we're not entitled to everything constantly being pleasant and immediate and easy. And I think we can very much lose sight of that. Mm -hmm. Can you walk us through what is the move program? What do you do? You talked a little bit about it, but get into detail a little bit about what, what that entails and what your ladies go through when they join. Yeah. So Um, thank you for asking that. We love talking about this. Of course. That's a positive Um, thing. That's a good thing that you enjoy talking about it. Um, so just going back to kind of that three pillar, the mind, body, and belly. Um, we really do believe that it's a very holistic approach. Um, and all three are really crucial to living your best life. Um, and so we take those three pillars and we progress through four phases. Um, the first phase really like coaching women to maybe unlearn some things that they've learned decades ago um, and relearn and just be really open to um, looking at life and looking at whether it's your mind, body, or belly in a different light. Um, Phase two is the detox phase. So not only do we talk about our beloved green juices and matcha and all these like really amazing supplements, um, but really like detoxing your mind and getting rid of or understanding, you know, maybe it was past traumas or past situations or past relationships and learning how to let go of things in order to move forward. Um, Phase three is the power up phase. So now that we've, you know, unlearned some things, we've really like cleaned everything out. Now we start to build a new foundation and it's a lot of 
self-confidence and self-love and building teams and superfoods and food combining. And it's really just like all of these very strong um, aspects, whether it's mind, body, and belly. And then phase four is um, the sustain and maintain, which I think would resonate with a lot of women and maybe men um, who are listening in. Um, But really like beating that whole roller coaster mindset of, you know, being on and off track, whether it's your diet or um, the whole mindset work that comes with it. Yeah. And in that, like, so that's the kind of like heart of our content. Right. And so anyone listening who's like, wait, what the fuck am I? You, what are you guys? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to just swear. Oh, I, that's, a, <laughs> that's a frequent thing here. Okay. You go right ahead. Like, what are you doing to my mind, body and belly? Like, how is this happening? It's so we created it. So it's accessible. So it's all online content. Um, we do coaching calls two or three a week. And then there's a private Facebook group for community. So you get the coaching content and community um, taking you through those four phases, which just broke down. And essentially what we're doing is we're unlearning to then relearn so that people can break free of dieting, of counting, of restricting, um, and then not have like, you know, people find their kind of best shape mentally and physically, losing bloat, losing brain fog, building strength, getting lean. So it's all of these transformations that happen from healing your gut, um, opening your mind, challenging it to think differently, and really honoring your body. One of the biggest things that I love about your program is how the beginning phases have nothing to do with goal setting. So many people dig right into, okay, day one, let's say what your goal is. Why don't you guys start with goals? Why is that? Is that in phase three? Mm, Phase three, we start in the mindset and we go into it in phase four. In phase four. But so many people focus and we actually say this all the time everyone wants to start in phase three right they want to start with the superfoods the food combining but like we need to build awareness so of goal setting for example so many people let me let me digress a little bit I get excited about this (laughs) so many people set goals based on what they think they're supposed to do or based on the goals of their parents or their teachers or their siblings or society And they don't actually step back and notice like what aligns with their values, what aligns with what they want, um, what feels good for them, like energetically, right? And we talk about flow, like where does energy naturally flow and where is it being blocked? Where is there resistance? And people try and force things a lot because they get so caught up on being able to achieve a set goal rather than, you know, experiencing a journey or opening up to what might be possible. So really using those first couple phases to eliminate fears and limiting beliefs and finding awareness. And then only then do I believe you can effectively goal set. Yeah. And I think it really aligns with like who Melissa and I are as people. And um, in the sense that, you know, I'll, I'll never forget Melissa. I was having a hard day one day and Melissa said, well, what can I do? Like, how can I take something off your plate? And my first, first thing I said to her was, let me just sit in the shit. Like, let me just take it, you know, because that's ultimately like how we learn and, and how we grow. And so I think you immediately be like, all right, ladies, like, let's set some goals. Like we kind of have to dig through a lot of stuff beforehand. So 
um, I always come back to that and, and kind of that way of like, let yourself sit in the shit Mm -hmm. for lack of better words. You do have to get very uncomfortable before you can change. You have to, Mm -hmm. like, I've not changed anything in my life or come accomplished a goal or done anything, whether it's, and this is one of my favorite things about you guys, when you were talking about emotional fitness and physical fitness is you have to be uncomfortable to grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't grow in our comfort zones. No. And it's such a cliche thing, but I think once you realize, and once you almost like experience something that you're like, Oh my God, that was so uncomfortable. And I actually like either learned something or I grew from it. That's when you're like, Oh, okay. Like that actually makes sense. It's, it is a really cliche thing, but it is so damn true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like it, that can be many different ways. Like getting uncomfortable doesn't have to be a certain way, right? There are so many ways. Like think about it physically when you're working out, like you have to put your body in a state of stress right to grow um emotionally like to grow you have to think differently you've got to touch the hard stuff i mean even on a financial level for people to change i think they've got to be a little bit almost financially uncomfortable like they have to actually feel their investment to be invested Mm -hmm. right and we've seen that and so i just think there are so many different capacities that we can break our comfort zone um right? All different energy forms in which we can get outside of that comfort zone. But like you said, like, it's absolutely necessary to create change. And maybe somebody's not getting, maybe somebody can create change for free. It's not a financial investment, but they're in so much pain emotionally that they're motivated to make that change. So I think it's got to be felt somewhere for change to transpire. And too many people don't want to feel anything, but they want transformation. Mm -hmm. Right. They want that quick and easy fix, like with anything else that they're striving to have. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. not they. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely guilty of it too. I think most of us. I, I would love to have everything miraculously changed without having to I feel uncomfortable. I kind of like the growing phase. I like it too. But Megan, like going through our program, like how much more rewarding and how much more did you get out of that transformation, right? And that change and that growth by actually putting in the work, right? Like I think kind of going back to what Melissa said, like we all feel entitled for like these quick fixes, like whoever thought like growth needed to be a quick fix. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just something that I always think about and I always dabble with. And I'm like, why as human beings are we like afraid of getting really uncomfortable? Like it is so rewarding. It's so rewarding. Mm -hmm. And definitely, I mean, coming back much to, you know, talking about, going through that program and we, you talked about it both in the beginning as, you know, feeling that resistance and leaning in. And that was the biggest piece that I had to come back to every single week when I would listen to coaching calls and we would, I would go through the material. It was about halfway through, I was realizing the pieces again, that I had the most resistance against I needed to focus on and I didn't want to, and I fought it for a really long time. And then it was like, all right, I'm just going to surrender to it. I, maybe these ladies know what they're talking about. And you know, you know, I know you did, but I was like, I, I'm, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to do the uncomfortable right now. 
Yeah. But I didn't change. Nothing came of it until I did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Yes. And I will say too, I, a testament to both of these ladies. I, um, thinking also in your scheme of goal, you know, how you set up goals in your program. I joined move with a goal in mind in an intention, an idea, a reason as to why, and my outcomes, the, my biggest revelation had nothing to do with that very, very beginning goal, which is why I love that you also put that in at the end goal setting. Mm -hmm. And it was for me, I joined for health concerns and health issues. And in the grand scheme of things, it of course all comes back and is interconnected. But for me to say, without even Mm -hmm. knowing at the end of move, I decided that I'm deleting all of my tracking methods for my food on my phone. I don't have my app. I'm not going to nothing, which I never thought I could get to a place where I'd fully give up that iron grip of. And all of a sudden one day I did and I was like, oh, like this is what move did for me. Mm -hmm. It happened and it was still effort and it was still working through that. But that place was the piece again that I had the most resistance about each coaching call. And I think we even sent messages back and forth in communication. You know, both of you say we don't track, we don't endorse this. And I would get very defensive. It was like, but they don't like, they're not me and they don't know my goals. And, you know, and every time I was like, why am I getting like, they're not doing this to mislead or to harm me. Like, why are you getting defensive about this? I love how honest you are being about your experience and how honest you are with yourself, Megan. Well, you have to be. I mean, eventually mm-hmm. I had to call out my own bullshit and say, <laughs> you know, you, you again, like <laughs> I'm playing victim to this. I'm letting this give me power. Yeah. And my goal, again, to be healthy and to be at peace and to nourish my body. Eventually I had to say, I'm asking this in a daily manifestation every day. But if I'm not doing, showing the universe that I'm actually willing to do what it takes to get there, I'm not going to get there. Yes. Say it louder for the and people. And that's about. move, everybody. Like right there. And so no. many other stories that yeah, how, their clients how have. I know. I love your story so much. How long were you kind of struggling with that counting obsessive? Oh, years. Oh my gosh. And then 12 weeks, right? 12 weeks. Yep. And again, like, like, I have goosebumps right now. In a sneaky way. Like, not in a sneaky way, but that was not my intention. That was Mm -hmm. for, I had no intention. And I knew going into the program, that was what you fully believed in, that, that, you know, you want people to move away from that. I knew that. That was not what I was going to get out of the program. I was, I had no interest in that whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Like you were like kind of you came in. I was this visual of you stomping your feet like, well, I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, yeah, that, they you, like grabbed your ball, went home. Yeah. So, yeah. No, but I mean, what you're saying is, and, you know, being honest with yourself, first of all, you should be proud because you don't have to be right. And you were kind of in that space of victimization. You're not alone. There are so many people. You know, we all, we have to be honest with ourselves about if we're going there or putting ourselves there. But that thought of like 
well, they don't know how hard it is for me. Mm -hmm. They don't know what I've been through. And I think when you really make change, another thing, not only do you have to feel it, we've kind of got to like let go of ego, right? And drop down to like needing to prove or be right or any of that and just open, just open up to like what could be. And to knowing, and as you both said, and you even said when you guys were talking about just working together and forming move, like, what do you have to lose? If it, I, I just tell myself, if it doesn't work, you just get the app back on your phone and go back to what was quote unquote working for you, which wasn't working for me, but like, I could go back to that. It's not gone forever. So I have a question for you. If you don't mind. Yeah. As you're talking about breaking free of tracking, what do you feel like it was that allowed you to really, you know, delete that app and to deal with the, that probably temptation to get back on there? Mm -hmm. Like, how did you do that? It came back to a handful of things. Um, I think number one was knowing that I had to trust myself and that my Mm -hmm. body knows what the hell it's doing and I because of a history of disordered eating and exercise and a handful of other things but mainly the root cause like have now caused myself a lot of health concerns and a lot of long-term health issues that I'm needing to continue to work towards but I knew that those behaviors were at the root cause of why I'm now dealing with health issues. Mm. So if I, because I didn't trust myself then, but I was a different person. I worked through things. And again, I had to show the universe. If I'm asking every single day in a daily manifestation to have peace with my body and with food and to love myself, I had to show the universe that I could do that. Like I Mm -hmm. had to trust that I could do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. And it's so powerful. And I'm just, I'm really glad that move was that place where you were able to after years, you know, to do that for yourself. Like it's on on our end, it's an honor. So thank you. Well, thank you. I mean, truly. And again, that's the foundation of when I see everybody else post and talk and say positives, like not everybody's story is my story. Obviously, everybody has a different twist or a turn or an outcome but they all are that powerful and that's the amazing thing to watch about move and with the two of you thank you thank you so what if we end with some questions i have to get a new name because i call them rapid fire but they're never rapid fire so like i don't know hot seat questions or something but should we answer at the same time oh yeah let's do that yeah, let's, like yeah. a bridal shower. There we go. Let's <laughs> play that game. All right. So, well, this might not work if you answer at the same time, but let's try and see. We'll try. What is, let's actually do this together. What is your super whip weapon individually Ooh. and what is it together? Go ahead. Individually, I feel like we might have the same one. That's okay. What do you think? Vulnerability. Yeah. And just like, like unapologetically being exactly who we are 
And I think it really boils down to like mindset and being so aligned with A, what you want, B, who you want to be, and C, like your goals really. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like ever since we started Move, I've become more open to vulnerability. I've become way more um, just like clear on who I am and just kind of like that no bullshit mentality of like, this is who I am. I don't know. It's like authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Yeah. And together, well, Melissa, first of all, what's well, your what's super yours? weapon? Yeah. I would definitely, I mean, I've been told to by, I never would have considered vulnerability my superpower. I think that's because, well, I've been told I was at like a retreat and we all had to pick a superpower and I had like four people that were like, yours better be vulnerability. And (laughs) we're giving this to you, whether you want it or not. But I actually think that just speaks to how much it just is me. Like, I don't even realize I'm being vulnerable because it's just me. Right. It's like, people sometimes you just don't realize you're doing things like I feel like it's just it's just become and is and has been even before Layden you know yeah I I think you can even look at it as like vulnerable with like business decisions like it's almost like you know like it's almost us fostering growth or like welcoming growth yeah just like putting shit out on the line and like honestly that's how built was moved move was built well built was moved on um no but move was built on like this like well here we go like I'm just I'm gonna put this out there and I think that's like it's vulnerability to an extent um grit so yeah it's like grit Grit. and like yeah I think together we're gritty like we grind we're authentic we're vulnerable but I think like maybe combined it's just it's like having a mirror held up to you all the time like you have to like do a truth check you know what I mean like you know how you said earlier like you have to call yourself on your own bullshit Mm -hmm. like I feel like Mooch is like able to call me on my own bullshit I can call her on hers but like not like a mean way just like like challenging each other check yourself Yeah. yeah like challenging like not letting ourselves off the hook not in a way that means it's always a struggle, but not letting ourselves off the hook in the sense of we're not choosing growth. We're not choosing what serves us well, right? Because we're all really good at lying to ourselves and keeping ourselves comfortable um, without even realizing we're doing it. So I don't know. I'd say like together, that's something that yeah. we do. And as a result, you know, we're able to really serve others. I think that comes back to, for both of you too, that the sense of being able to hold a mirror up to one another somebody that you are so intertwined with, there's vulnerability in that too, because that could not be well received, obviously, by the other person that you love. And you have to be vulnerable enough to say like, oh, I'm going to, I have to accept this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of trust. Yes. Which is funny. People like lose it when they know how long we've known each other. Yeah. I would never guess. I would never guess. What is the best book that you've ever read? You guys can answer this simultaneously. Oh, God. The Four Agreements. That, and I really love Tuesdays with Maury. It was Mm. a really big um, turning point for me when my dad was sick. Um, But yeah, we love 
four agreements. Mm-hmm. It's so I'm hard. actually do. I need to read it again soon. How it's often so do you read it? So many good books. Well, yeah. I, um, I do a lot of Audible, if I'm being honest, yeah. because I'm, I don't drive as much anymore, but running, I like to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like the fact that I can multitask. Yeah. Um, but I, I probably do, I don't know. I mean, I'm listening every day. And I always end with asking, what does being fierce mean to you? I think you want to go first? You can go. I think being fierce is a lot of what we've talked about, you know, um, being authentic. I think it's having a really strong presence, like, but, you know, the phrase that comes to my mind, I'm going to think of Bubba. Oh, (laughs) yeah, the biggest dog in the yard doesn't bark. And, like, to me like that's fierce like you just have a presence Mm -hmm. you don't have to bark you don't have to yell and scream on social media you don't have to put other people down you don't have to like do things for the sake of getting attention like you're just doing you and I think fierce has like kind of this the idea that we have to be talking about who we are how great we are but I think like deep down, I think fierce has like a really soft side too. Um, because in order to get there, you had to you had to go through some things. Like yeah. you had to experience some shit that like humbled you. So um yeah, I think it's like a combination. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, you don't grow without being uncomfortable, you don't grow without change, you don't become fierce without having an obstacle or a barrier or an adversity to come up against. Otherwise you just, how would you know to have that deep inside you or to have that emotion or reaction come out? Right. So where I know everybody is going to be dying to get their hands on anything, move, figure it out, know everything about it. Where can they find you? What are you guys doing right now with move? Tell us everything we need to know. Ooh. Ooh. So we moved to rolling enrollment. (gasps) Really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Anyone listening um, can get in touch if you feel like if our interview resonates with you and you are feeling like you're ready to make some changes in your life, Mm -hmm. like we gotcha. We'll hop on a call. We'll see if it's a fit. Um, But we have a 12-week course, Rolling Enrollment Online. Um, And so every few weeks, we don't do it just at any date, but every few weeks we take a small group um, and and put them in, start them get them moving. That's really neat because one of the things I actually really liked about the coaching program when you started to do some two two kind of different groups at the same time was I revisited and went back to things in phases that I had already done that I wasn't either, you know, I I had too much on my mind or I wasn't ready for that. And then it was like, oh, they're now talking about not drinking water when you eat your meals. Like I'm I need to cycle back to that or just even big or little things that allowed me to come back to the beginning and continue to soak up the content. Yeah. So glad that you like that. Yeah, exactly. It offers more value. Um, It takes off the pressure for pacing. Um, And like you said, like certain things are going to resonate at different times. So it's really just actually opening up more space for people to find ways to grow. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's amazing because 
um, you know, on one of our, we have three weekly calls, but on one of our calls, it's all the phases. And it's really interesting to see these women who may be on their first call, ask questions that women who are going into phase four didn't really like think to ask or, um, you know, like you said, they kind of forgot about it or um, it just resonated different with them. So I think that's also really powerful. And just like the community is, I might be biased, but it is very, very, very strong. It is completely unparalleled. I've been in a lot of groups and teams and like, I've never seen anything like this. So, yeah. Well, and that's a testament to the two of you and the content that you're providing, the the raw and realness and the vulnerability that you both continue to provide every single day to that community. You cultivate it. Like, you be proud of that. You told me earlier, like, I should be proud of that. I hope you guys know uh, and feel every day how proud that you're doing what you both are doing. Thank you. Thank you. We are proud. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, this was wonderful. I love the both of you so much. And I cannot, thank from you. the bottom of my heart again, say thank you. And Aww. all of your information is going to be in the show notes so everybody can dive in and start moving. All right. Awesome. Let's move. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode, and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.